0: The cinemat. I'm here with Craig Baldwin, filmmaker of Tribulation 99, Spectres of the Spectrum, Sonic Outlaws, Makabamu, lots of other films. You know, the term is actually uh, usually too vague, filmmaker, but you're one of the people I think that really fits it. You really make a film. You have shot stuff, you have a reputation for a lot of found footage, but I think that's making it too simple. You really craft something and you get an image any way you can. Do you like that term, filmmaker?
1: I like it better than director. The idea of director is uh, something that comes more more from well, theater in a way. I mean, and not to put that down, but it's just not my focus. My focus really has to do with this, like a constructivist almost. If that's what you mean, like a tinker or a cobbler, and, and and building like a house kind of thing. And there's a lot of different parts to it. And it's not like I concentrate on just camera work, you know, or anything like that. I mean, that's okay if you want to do that, but it's more that's more of a uh, it seems to me more of a special specialization. Um, to be honest with you, though, I've made plenty of films. That's for sure. I'm more really interested in ideas, and uh, so if, mm-hmm. you know, if anything, I'd be a writer. But but uh, you know, so I, I take the materials to f- foreground you know the ideas, and but but yeah, it's uh, you you got but to play so,
0: a... so but but so why films then? If you could be, you obviously could write a really interesting article about all the subjects you've mm-hmm. made, Negative Land, mm-hmm. as a very simple, straightforward, amazing book. Mm-hmm. So what about film makes you do that?
1: Well, uh, because uh, I want to use my imagination. Of course, it's a good question. They're, they're not mutually exclusive. And, uh, but the, 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 maybe, uh, you know, there's – I call it masochism of the margins is what I call it. That was my keynote address at the Ann Arbor Film Festival, by the way. So why would you even do it? You know what I mean? Unless they, it really uh, – you, you had to, like, struggle to do it in a way, you know, perversely. But in other words, writing isn't easy. No, but it's easier than filmmaking. So a lot of people could write about, for example, intellectual property, but I wouldn't have a chance against them because they might be lawyers, for example, or academics. But my idea is is this: to use the visual skills or ability or aptitude that I have, my so-called imagination, or maybe my fantasy life, or really it's more about collage, the, the glee of putting things together, like I say, and using that as the as the uh the bet, you know as the platform for 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 uh, to mounting ideas, what i'd like to do is find a, a lingua franca between between imagery. And, 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 and language that's that's what I'd really like to do ultimately, so if I was just into imagery, you know I might go back to still photography, which I also did you know but but uh, that would be the other pole, see what I mean uh, away from language but i I, I want to do something that really uh is more like thought i mean if that's not too uh, you know abstruse in a concept like it's something that like, I don't know what human thought consists of. I'm, I'm still working it out. I'm not a psychologist either. Whether you think in images or think in, in words. And I think it's a combination. And by the way, it might, it might change over the course of one's life, and certainly must before children can't, can't think in words if they don't know the word. But but then again, in dreams and so on and so forth. But anyway, off yeah. the subject. point is that, yeah, I really want to work the relationship between words and images. I think that's yeah. a very rich area, and that's why I'm interested in essay film.
0: Mm-hmm. And are you ever? Are you ever um, surprised by an audience take on your film? Well, well, well. Yes.
1: Formerly, my my films, I guess you could say, are experimental. So right. uh, after, you know, working the way I do and living the way I do, we're by the way in my studio right now, which is an absolute, you know, madhouse of of sixteen millimeter. <laughs> uh, most people just don't do it, you know, live that way or have any idea really. I've so said very few people. Right. So the the, the point is. The the point is that maybe it's the shock, you know, whatever. Yeah. In other words, there, the the form that sounds like I'm bragging, but what I mean is the the form is is so uh, extraordinary or unique or whatever that they uh, there's a little bit of immersion, you know, they take some mm-hmm. time for them to 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 understand what's going on. Uh, by the way, you can see you know my films two or three times. That's <laughs> that's all right, you know. What I mean, you get more every time. Yeah. So if you, so am i am i am i confused or disappointed all the time yes because it it's really would be uh, i guess presumptive
0: of me or or like like and it, there's you could be surprised in a good way there must be people that get stuff out of the film and you're happy that maybe it's something you didn't intend
1: Sure, Big, that's the thing. Nature of found footage, of course, you know, it, because it's, it, it's laden with all this meaning. And and I, I read these images differently from someone who's of a different generation or a different country or blah blah blah. So they mean different things to different people. That's why it is, uh, like say, it's you, it, it bears increased viewing, and also why um, why it can be popular. You know, found footage mm-hmm. can be popular because people can recognize those images. But but if, if it tends to be too much. Uh, yeah, some people have to sort it out over time or dismiss it altogether.
0: Right. And is there a type of um, is there a type of process when you're getting an idea? Are you, it doesn't seem like you're thinking, oh, something has to be found footage instead of going to shoot it. Is it something more practical than that, or you'll get an idea for a subject and it it takes you somewhere automatically?
1: No, it doesn't, because this is, this is a brilliant question, because the thing is, I'm, I'm trying to point out in my own work the difference between found and archival, and many, many people are using, I guess you could say, the form of the compilation documentary, and I think it's mm-hmm. one of the most popular forms we have, It's it rules TV, for example, is the History Channel, or... Or Victory at Sea, World of War, all these things with the, uh, the 20th century history. That, you know, you'll show that the clip. It's generally newsroom material, and they'll have a voiceover. And I, and I love it. It's fantastic form. It's not necessarily experimental anymore. Uh, arguably, it was maybe when Ziga Veritov was developing the idea. But the thing is, so increasingly, uh, especially when the stakes are high, like television, you'll get a team of writers that will write. You know your script, and then you'll go out and find the images to lay on it. Don't you see on the track, on the on the language track, so to speak, mm-hmm. and and uh, that makes things a lot easier, that's for sure. But uh, my process is more, you know, more in. Uh, in in tune with with like the dotist if okay and again hark, harken back to to the mm-hmm. 20th century early 20th centuries the idea that there there can be a moment of uh, discovery and surprise and delight in, in in turning something towards the meaning you want you know or repurposing mm-hmm. so to speak blah blah so I don't always know the, the 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 process of forming the picture track is 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 very much something that uh, grows organically you know from getting one shot to the next, which gives you an idea, and then you happen to find something, and a lot of it is just downright chance,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, so I'm not saying that's good or bad, uh, it's different from archival, and I would love to have the budget to do archival, but it, it's not my strength, you know, and again, there's uh, another generation of people who are coming up through, through the schools, library science, for example, which is a great, you know, a great, mm-hmm. a great gig, you know, yeah. but, but again, I don't want to surrender my so-called radical imagination to that, because it just seems sometimes bordered on the cookie cutter it 's okay because everyone 's on the language focusing on the language and the image mm-hmm. supports it, but my original premise here was that I was a visual artist you know, and so I do i, I don 't want to surrender so much to the language and and I, I would, it would be great if I could complete a movie that in which the you know the movement forward was uh, was generated by by the flow of of images as opposed to words. Mm. But that's increasingly difficult for me, one, because my movies are getting more and more discursive. They're more about, you know, uh, to uh, examine and analyze a kind of a subject. And yeah. the thing about images, they don't have the, the power to really, well, ask questions, you know, the interrogative. It, you show an image, and that's great, but it, it just... It's like uh, it is what it is kind of thing, you know what I mean? It doesn't have a ne- – can't negate or can't be analytical or can't criticize that we, we, mm-hmm. we have with language when you say no or we ask a question, oh, is it really or something like that. So so that's – you know, also a lot of the ideas that I, I'm making movies about are abstract. In other words, there's no image to correspond to them. You right. know, I mean, it's not just all <laughs> things in the world, you know. There's like – generally, you know, it's really about – but concepts, you know, like well, intellectual property. I mean, you know, what's the, you know, a show, you know, whatever, a book. It's it's preposterous. So so, again, I'm not complaining. I'm saying I I, I cut this swath through the, the the this practice. You know, on my own, I'm trying to to play both sides. This idea of essay writing and argument, and also this idea of actually using. Mm -hmm. My creativity, so-called, and my visual imagination open up a visual space that that there's an aesthetic or sensual enjoyment you don't get, you know, from reading. You know, just pure power of seeing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But does that... You know, people don't think that documentaries could really change the world to change a person. I mean, do you have a thought on that kind of kind – of, usually people are talking about a more generic an anti-war doc. And you can do that, and you can have very good, strong information, and you can have voices from the front. And there's a lot of people questioning whether that does anything because the people in power aren't going to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> do you well, have, you know, I'm what chuckling do you think when
1: because – Again, I would be it would be presumptuous of me, and I would be arrogant if, if, if you know I made any claim about movies uh, being able to, to change history. But they they have clearly they have. Uh, Errol Morris is a great example. In the in the long run, you know, art is not enough. But it can point towards it. It doesn't have to be art. Like I say, it could be an essay, an article. You know, that, that, which I guess that's you could say that's that's a symbolic just using uh, you know uh, uh, elements, uh, symbols of, of language, visual or, or 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 linguistic. But the thing is. i think it can but uh ultimately it's not sufficient can't compare with people being organized no but 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 you don't have to you know it's fret all night about it you know in other words i'll do it anyway i think it it might might have a good outcome either in the short run you know with one individual or one for that matter just one viewer and or in the long run changing policy generally and also it's it's true that um in the art films, for example, you know, art changes people's lives. So, again, you don't, can't separate this out from the so-called content. But it, it could be that, that, that you offer an experience in which uh, someone's preconceptions about, you know, about p- putting time and space together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, in other words, mm-hmm. the construction of the universe, the construction of their, of their sensibility, of their idea of themselves. You know, whether or not it's an anti-war film, you know, art can be you know, uh, convulsive and revelatory. And ecstatic and all those kind of things, and so I'm also committed to that idea, mm-hmm. which is more of a uh, – uh, more, more of a more, more of a revolution within with perception itself.
0: Mm-hmm. Was there an early thing you saw when you were younger, whether as a kid or, or in college, that you saw that was like the kind of experimental stuff? Of course, Bruce Conner is usually talked about because you took classes – under him, and but was there something growing up that you sort of like paid attention to—a documentary or a style or even?
1: Yeah, well, you know, of course, I watched a lot of TV when I was a kid. Yeah. but I, I so I was into uh, like the Monkees, for example, you know, or or mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, Rod Serling, uh, Twilight Zone, so on and so forth. So the thing is, formally, you know, it was all very constrained within a half hour kind of thing. You know, it mm-hmm. was more idea of the of of setting a set mood, be it comic. Or the banana splits, for example, the the, the Dada. <laughs> I would have to. I would. I would say the banana splits really is being the when I was watching TV is the most Dada and, and absurd and wild and anarchic and, and goofy and fun. But that's yeah. not really so much about form, if that's what your question is. Uh, in other words, there's always going to be entertainment and amusements. You know, not again, not to disavow it. It makes a difference. Mm-hmm. But um, but but and and I didn't really see Bruce Connor was growing up. No. That, Basically, I would really have to be, you know, like say in my 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 first year of college where you see, uh, uh, I guess it was uh, – what was it? The war game. The war game just completely just shattered my mind, you know. And now you would say, okay, so what? But, but I mean, I was just at a right – it was vulnerable, whatever, and I was open to it. And I had never really been exposed to that. You know, I, I actually – when I was in high school, I was watching, you know, the, the – the what do you call it? The sort of uh, – the foreign cinema, like the Third Man mm-hmm. or something like that, uh, yeah. kind of thing, and, and and that's okay. But but it was really the the aggressiveness, I guess you could say, or the 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 radical v- vision you get. Was it Peter Watkins who made that, The War Game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. In other words, it, the the sort of the graphic, uh, the power of the and not naturalistic. Let's put it that way. You know, even All okay, right. everybody loves the Third Man, or but 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 it's again, you're in this time space, which is it's not totally different from perceived, quote-unquote, reality. But but the, the, the compression you got during this kind of, I guess, an agitprop documentary mm-hmm. of the war game was, was, was revelatory to me. But I also was very uh, blown away by Boone Well. You know, again, mm-hmm. you could, call it surrealism or not, and that was a year later. So this is when I was like 17 or 18 years old. So, <clears throat> I mean, I was young, but, but it was not... It, I can't say there was anything that really blew my mind when it was coming up or any major epiphany. I, I worked with Super 8, but it was just a reproduction of all the other, you know, gesture, you know, cut, you know,
0: move the camera, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. And then is Tribulation 99 16 millimeter? Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and is that... Uh, oh,
1: it's not Super 8, if that's what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like yeah, it's, yeah. it's... it's. Oh no, I don't yeah. want to say
0: a step up, but a mo- uh, movement forward. You kept... You went from Super 8 to 16.
1: Oh, uh, yes. But, 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 but you see... Well, the, the the nature don't you see the stock footage? It wouldn't yeah. be in super. I mean, I I collected yeah
0: super collected 8, 16 million.
1: Uh, archival material like old movies and things like that. But sure, but right. it, it, it can't even compare in terms of the 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 quantity and the scale right, right. of of the material you can get on sixteen. In fact, probably more than thirty five. Right. Really, when it comes down to it, uh, as far as the diversity, where you can get not only educational films but also fiction films. You know, like like uh, fantasy horror films or science fiction. Right. So yes, so that's it's really. Almost has to be um uh sixteen it'd be hard to do that in soup right,
0: and what was that did you actually come across as as simple as like people were throwing away stuff because uh, whether people know it or not and I'll put a photo up you're not only known for having an archive of amazing films and footage, and someone was just here buying footage from you, which is great but it's you just don't grab stuff. It seems like you don't grab stuff randomly. It seems like you have some sort of weird superpower ah. for these reels to come rolling down the street towards you, where it's unusual movies, educational, okay. old, lost stuff.
1: Uh, come on, honored did you say that was not the case? No, all what you just see is the stuff that's particularly extraordinary. That's all. Gotcha. There's a
0: lot of dross
1: compared to the gold, and that's the nature okay. of it. It's like mining, yeah. It's like, exactly. like gold mining, and and uh, so I mean, you could go back to the archive I was back there, you know. Craig points to the back of the room. And uh, you could see there's a lot of films that I've never even opened a can of. And I wouldn't be able to get one minute to because they're just, they're mediocre. Again, right. I don't put them down, but I can't throw them away. You know what I mean? So like... I collect anything I can, uh-huh. and it, it's my uh, v- literacy, so to speak, to be able to judge if that's something worth looking at. And uh, w- whether it'll be elevated to being shown here or being part of a movie of mine or being sold to someone else or so on and so forth. But a lot of stuff never gets touched. So at mm-hmm. this point, I'll, I'll you know jump on anything I can. But I, my, my expectations are low because, like I say, there's just a lot of films that are just with pure uh, talking heads, you know, management films of the 70s and things like that. So older films are, are, right. are you know more attractive to me, and and uh, black and white films are more attractive, and uh, there's also Technicolor, and there's home movies. There. I mean, there's a lot of categories, but most of them just right down the middle of the the uh, <laughs> alley
0: would be uh,
1: you know right. again educational films that, that are all didactic.
0: Do you make judgments sort of like on the the label on the can then
1: oh yeah of course yeah that's just a way of reading it like i say of getting used to uh the way that educational films were stored and, and you know who would label them and you know and little marks and things like that and the, i the col- the color of the can you know where there's plastic or metal oh yeah 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 really? well sure what's, that's what's just a, like a like a coin like a coin collector same thing or right. stamp collectors condition, you know, and all those kinds of things
0: what's the difference between plastic and metal
1: well the metal are older so, like I say, plastic to me, it's, you know, already I'm, my expectations are lowered. Yeah. yeah, and you can see metal cans are you know, knurled, uh, what do you call it, you know, kind of yeah. wrinkled uh, uh, quality to them, you know what I mean? They have a paint mm-hmm. on them, you know, and they're, they're more rounded and so on and so forth, you know what I mean? These are details, but it just has to do with the the cult, you know, really, or mm-hmm. culture, subculture of collecting.
0: Do you have a couple of favorites, or is it just too many?
1: Oh, I have, yes, I have favorites, there are too many, by the way, but the thing is, I have a pink chest. So, in other words, <clears throat> I cut up films, of course, and most archivists, quote-unquote, I call myself a folk archivist, don't do that. What archivists do is they're supposed to preserve their material, you know what I mean? And and I honor and acknowledge that tradition. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like I say, most of the stuff I have isn't – isn't um, the quality is, is not good enough to uh, – to put into the deep free, so to speak, see what I mean right it, it's just it's it's uh mediocre, and uh, if I can possibly benefit from like by selling it or m- letting some other person artist make use of it you know for his or her film, then great, but there are this is the answer to your question there are some films that I don't cut up because I do see that they're worth preserving, and I mm-hmm. keep them in this my famous paint chest, and there may be a hundred there, and uh, of the it, favorites there. I mean, uh-huh. they're all over the place. You know, yeah. just just uh, you know, j- from the most you know pop, you know, like a you know a, a, a Jesse Jackson you know appearance in a, or you know Bill Cosby or Dick Van Dyke in a smoke. I mean, that's a, one reason to collect. You know what I mean? Uh, but celebrity, blah blah blah. But that's not generally it. It generally has to do with this um, artisanal a uh, charm or a, a kind of a, not so much camp, but a, but a, a quaint caller, a naive, an out, outsider, out, outsider qualities I'm looking for, really.
0: Right. And what, do you think there's going to be a, um, an end to finding that stuff? I mean, sooner or later, Yeah. Well, oh, it's yeah. been well, found. Well, oh,
1: you go to Europe right now, and I, I mean, yeah. I've been there m- many times. In fact, I've, I've taught uh, found footage classes over there at least three times. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I can tell you right now that, uh, yeah, you, you just can't. Like here, you go down the street, I could find a film in 10 minutes, you know, or a, a record piece of vinyl or an A-track. Right. Sure, I could in any city. But the thing is, in uh, porn especially, or home movies or a regular or go to the pawn shop, with the, of which there are five within five blocks. So, <clears throat> point is, now you can go down the internet, of course. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, when I sell stuff on the internet, half my buyers, not half, a good portion are European. No, just so uh-huh. you know. So the thing is, yeah. So everybody gets the idea of whatever archival or found footage or older film or 20th century film or mid-century film. Everybody knows that, but uh, we, uh, Americans enjoy this access that that we can't, shouldn't take for granted. One because right. of, of course, the war destroyed the archives, uh, many of the archives mm-hmm. in Europe, and two. Uh, because they never enjoyed this culture of absolute access that we do here. In other words, we're just producing, producing, and pumping out all the time. I have a box of trailers right around the corner, that 35-millimeter trailers, the color is perfectly great on them. You know, There's yeah. nothing wrong with them, but you can't get rid of them. Trailers, 35-millimeter uh, is anecdotal, but there's a point to it. They're, they're, they're heavy. You know, thirty-five minutes, big, heavy format, and and uh, after shows, what's what's really the use of a trailer? I mean, we love to see trailers, whether they're—I mm-hmm. mean, I do. Okay, whether they're old or new, but the thing is, you can't even ship them to the next theater because f- the run would be over for one, so they wouldn't be advertising a movie anymore, and two, uh, it, would, it would it would it would cost too much to carry them. So, uh, and of course, that's happening generally for for distribution for exhibition generally, as you, as you, I'm sure you know. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, film is endangered, uh, you know, uh, at all levels, be it archival or non-archival, commercial or non-commercial. But uh, uh, w- w- I, there's still a lot of – I think right now we're in this transitional period where, where uh, people who are not committed to film are getting rid of them. Right. And, and in the last, say, two weeks, I've probably got 50 films. So as far as films yeah. coming to me, you know, again, it's it's there's no magic to it. Once people know that you have, you collect, then people would would give it to you because mm-hmm. they'd rather not have just one old film around you because they have no use for it. And in fact, they don't have a projector, so I'll give this to Craig because I know he collects. So it's that's a, the snowball theory. In other words, yeah, you, you have something that you you gradually accumulate more and more.
0: Uh, another important thing that you've been doing is just basically other cinema. Yeah, and uh, something is is definitely lost on. I guess you know experimental filmmakers are definitely the ones that need the most help getting their work shown, but so few become exhibitors. Ah. I'm assuming. I mean, it's you know, there's rent, there, it's a lot of work, there's equipment, there's popcorn, whatever. Ah. But did you come to it naturally because it's become? I mean, it, it, it's easy to say it's become an institution. Other than well,
1: that. thanks. You know, you know, uh, you know, it's it has
0: a history. Let's put it that way:
1: twenty-seven years, institution. Uh, well you know I'll, I'll go with that it's problematic but you know I mean it's, it's endangered <laughs> that's for sure yes. just like film is the point is this uh, that micro is an idea who as time has come but then again it might already be over who knows because there's mm-hmm. a narrow little window and the idea of small groups of people embodied, that's the port here. You know, there's plenty of experimental films, you know, around, both in festivals, which, which is why you're here for the San Francisco International Film Festival. There's plenty of fantastic short films. In fact, I was at a show yesterday mm-hmm. in which there were 10 films. They're all brilliant that I would, I would love to show here. In fact, I will, mm-hmm. uh, some of them. Uh, but the thing is, that's the once, once a year kind of thing. Sometimes people say, oh, I, uh, yeah, I solicit a film from an artist. Say, yeah, I'd love to be in your festival. I said, well, mm-hmm. this isn't a festival. You know what I mean? So they don't yeah. even get the concept. But but not to put festivals down, uh, but what I'm saying is it doesn't have to be something special. It can be uh, a, a part like, uh, what do you call it, your regular diet, your regular lifestyle. You're, mm-hmm. you're watching short films instead of feature films um, or instead of, for example, reading novels. Again, not to put down novels or feature films, but I'm saying that for me, short films are – the art form of our times because uh they're less about again naturalistic uh storytelling but more about making a making a point that's just my my issue about making an argument mm-hmm. or uh, you know kind of condensation uh, uh, uh to uh to foreground an idea but in any event the micro cinema uh idea. Is certainly in the air now, and there's maybe a, a book that's coming out, hopefully, Ed Halter and Andrew Grover, which I don't know what the status of that is. But mm-hmm. and also you can go online and see a lot of discussion around microcinemas. But but more importantly is, is is what's on the the either side of microcinemas, which is the single screen theater is going down on on the one side, and and mm-hmm. then uh, and so there there's a need especially in urban groups, for people to come together, like a bookstore or a cafe or even a bar. You know, those are wonderful institutions, social institutions that mm-hmm. do make up a city. It's not just a bunch of people going to their jobs. Uh, you know, they, people live in apartments in a city, so they don't hang out in their houses like people do in the burbs. Yeah. So the idea of uh, life in the city really is social life. It's really on the streets, on the sidewalk. And and, and so microcinema has this idea of, exploiting this the sociability the sociality of 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 the citizens of 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 the of the city that's a beautiful thing i could be a poetry that's fine too or an art opening uh, you know which you just saw when you you came downstairs here so that's that that's what i live for you know i i i i um, I cherish those values so i the for me making a film yeah surely it's hard enough. It, you can only do it once every few years by the way it's super hard and
0: mm-hmm. it takes
1: a lot of money and so on and so forth. But the thing is, <clears throat> I immerse myself in a culture of cinema okay L- again i 'm not putting myself above or below other people i 'm just saying that's what I am obsessed with. so I run with my obsession. I don't only make films but I collect films I make my living selling films sometimes I teach about films, and so ultimately because i I li- don't live in a par- uh, uh, what do you call it a, a residential kind of thing. I yeah. live in semi-industrial space, like a warehouse or a storefront. Then, then I have the space. And, and what's happened here is, after twenty-seven years, in fact, uh, space has opened up around me, and 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 I have roommates yeah. too. But but mostly around my practice of media arts. So there's pl- there are galleries around. That's for sure. But again, the, the art of our times. It could be argued is, is motion pictures, right, not just mm-hmm. not just static paintings and photographs, not to put those down, but I'm more interested in again in not only of course time but also language and speech and mm-hmm. and so 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 in fact, it's going beyond cinema now, of course with with 3 d and so on but but if you look at this thing a little bit historically, you say, well, you know cinema is definitely what's happening now. I happen to be born i mean the reason I'm so obsessed with it is because I was born into it obviously but but i I at least got that right by going to film school and and then figuring a way through, as as masochistic as it is, to All exploit right. my obsessions, put myself in a situation where I I can actually invite people into my house, more or less, and and and, and share uh, the, the, their work and mine.
0: Mm-hmm. And do you think something like um, any movement that needs to be documented just for the word to spread, like Occupy, is is obviously the most relevant and the newest? movement to touch on is something like that is it it's different but is there one way to see it more important than the other there's the internet which is immediate and important and then there's communal seeing it with others and having a discussion
1: Okay, uh, you'll have to go back to your Occupy question. But with the latter half of your question, actually, yeah. I didn't I didn't finish my last idea. So on the one side, you have the single-screen theaters right. of the micro-center, which, like, the, the the Red Vic went down. I don't know if you know that or not, for yeah. people who are not right. from San Francisco. Great repertory cinema. The Roxy's totally endangered you know take my word for it but more power to them but on the other side you have the internet's what i'm going to say so yes there 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 there's these other avenues and they have their advantages but but in the in the case of well, the real estate yeah single screen can hardly compete with another you know yuppie bistro of which are 5 trillion you know even in this neighborhood and 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 on the other hand you know again disembodied uh, uh lonely uh, cocooned, isolated people in front of their computer screens—you know—enjoying it might be a good film. So again, it's really not so much about the film for me as the uh, the, the the situation. And and I, I you know, I, again, I can't. Uh, it's it's not like saying the internet is good or bad. I think generally it's 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 you know it has a lot of positive attributes, but it doesn't mm-hmm. substitute for the, the the communal experience of of, of, of um, people, not only. Watching a film together but also talking to the artist and the artist being responsible. That's a major part of other cinema is this triangulation between the work, which you can get on the internet, the audience, which you can get on the Roxy but not on the internet, and the, and the artist, which is the total micro- gallery, media art gallery, micro cinema thing. Now, about the occupied part of the question was mm-hmm. what, what were you talking about? The
0: Just that's something that needs to be seen and heard immediately. Um The internet works oh, for that I however it 's very important to see it with a group and have a discussion oh, I as see. well I see.
1: okay well yeah that 's almost kind of what you call um uh like a, like a discussion group or a think yeah. tank or consciousness raising all those kinds of, I'm into all those kinds of things and in other words thumbs up yes 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 but filmmaking is a little bit different than that because again it's, it, it's yeah. so uh, it takes so long it's, it, it, you have to be so careful you know there's so many steps you have to go through you have to be obsessive and so on and so forth so uh, the, the ga, ga, let's put it this way a micro cinema slash gallery slash people's cultural center has a use and has seen a lot of uses in this particular place, which is called ATA Gallery, uh, in terms of bringing together people who, ha, you know, have something to sh- share and say, mm-hmm. and and p- perhaps plan action. Yes, but that borders on a kind of this, a kind of almost a journalism. And that's fine. That yeah, you can get that on TV, for that matter. But but you, again, that you don't believe the stuff on TV, right? In other words, you could have an immediate. Mm-hmm. Uh, report, but but it, you 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 don't you're not going to have a, what, what you, a consensus. Is that the word? You don't have, uh, you know, you don't have. It's not partisan. There you go. So I, I I like this idea of again this argument or this point of view, the sensibility. That's what underground for me means as opposed to experimental. Well, experimental certainly a term that I'll use, but I like the underground because it implies a, a an alternative way of looking at things or a sensibility. See, so again, people can make beautiful fine art great we like to have it but it's not just about formal issues or aesthetic issues or the sublime you know I mean, of course mm-hmm. give me the sublime every old time but it really has to do with the art does not exist autonomously of course it's part of a larger culture in which you know it's completely <laughs> uh you know uh, collapsing uh, in yeah. case you didn't know so so yeah so occupy is fantastic but <clears throat> again you can see the occupy live stream now you know I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sure you can go on the internet and and, and you'll be right in the middle of some kind of some action you know mm-hmm. literally in Oakland and that's great and and people can watch that in a gallery or not but but the thing is <clears> that I guess you could say the thing is a little bit more short term here it's not long term like making a feature but something maybe within two within a year a, a person could make a piece or or two or you know whatever know. a group of people not the same group but but people that you that you, you've worked with, you've established a relationship with whose name you might know. A good example would be Ann Arbor, where I would go in the lobby, I could see know half the people there. Yeah. I mean what I mean is there's a community. Yeah, there's a scene. So mm-hmm. uh, so th- the scene, which is international oh, that's for sure, uh can I don't know it's in a way it's kinda like a church. I don't know if that's good or bad, but you know, people yeah. kinda have they invest their values in the in these same in the same things, and, and 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 they come together and they enjoy each other's company. So, so to have a, a occupy rally, that's fantastic, and people would probably agree. But, but there's in that case, it would be less of the, uh, less of the, less of the art there. It'd be more mm-hmm. about a bulletin or kind of thing. We've done that, for example, after the early years of the the critical mass, and the critical... There's a bike thing, which is another subculture. In fact, it's almost mainstream culture now. Mm-hmm. But we totally support that, of course. And the thing is, after, like, there'd be some kind of maybe uh, a confrontation with the police or something like that, then all the bike cyclists could come here, and they would, they would be able to watch themselves on the news. And that was a very famous show we did. So it was packed, and it was just just pure euphoria, pure because everybody was hooting and hollering. You know, it was, it was really doing a great thing. Whether... You know whether that's a micro cinema or not. It's it's a non-question, big deal. But what I mean is, mm-hmm. generally, there's what I like to do is organize the stuff thematically, if that's what you mean. And generally, mm-hmm. it's about stuff that's kind of important. That's for sure. But it, it, it does draw from cinema as well. It's not just electronic journalism, no.
0: Right. Yeah. And it 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 relates to your long, long-standing this sort of connection to making and supporting culture, jamming, and people making stuff. To make a point in an artful way, but it's almost even more perfect if people don't know where it comes from. You see something like Brian Boyce's special report, and you realize, you understand what he's saying, how he's doing it, where the it's coming from because it's popular news reports. But it's it's even better if it's a little bit of a mystery and it comes to you as opposed to this famous person would like to tell you something.
1: Yeah, well, sure. Well, again, not to define it, but yeah, yeah. the yeah. thing about culture jamming I mean, is that it, it, it there's a, a moment where you're d- 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 um, well, you dis- disoriented, or the de- d- truth is destabilized, and so you say, "What is it is that you you have?" There's a moment where, where your guard is down. If it was just graffiti on a billboard, which is fine by me, by the way, it's it's it, it, it's immediately dismissed. And people could just say, "Okay, well, that's just vandalism." Blah blah blah. So so the point is, culture jamming obviously is a reuse of the tools, so, you know, of the master. Blah blah blah. To Critique the master, or, or I call it jujitsu. You know, use the weight of the enemy against himself. So, yeah, there is a, there is a moment where where you we, we, you can't dismiss it because of the 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 sophistication of the language, mostly
0: advertising, and yet it has a counter message, which mm-hmm. is gives it more of a charge. Obviously, are you so ingrained into this building where you can <laughs> never be anywhere else? <laughs> or have you well, thought about like you need more space, a different type of setup? Okay,
1: well, yeah, the, the, now you're really. Making me uncomfortable. Okay. First of all, because <laughs> well, it's one, a because, it's a
0: unique yeah. place that yeah. is you.
1: People won't know. See, what I mean? Listeners would not necessarily know, but uh, what this place looks like. But the, the, the it is a very very funky. Uh, I well, you'd have to call it a storefront, which is three store. It's a it, there's a there's a really a object lesson in it because people live on the top floor and the mm-hmm. main floor is the street level, so that's where the public comes in. A lot of public, by the way, like four shows a week, and you know you you missed them. But just earlier today, there were just ten people here, you know, setting that show up. Mm-hmm. And then in the basement, there's studios and my archives. So it actually is a perfect solution, but it wasn't planned. You know, if this thing was planned as a so-called live workplace, yeah, it would be ten times the price. So this is something we grew into. That's for sure. We made it up as we went along kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And 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 solve problems in our own funky way and by the grace of God we haven't had a major, you know, accident hearing like that. I mean, it's risky, that's for sure. But what I'm trying to say is that ultimately what happened in this city and many other cities is that the shock troop uh, uh, troops of the artists came in and and made this the the neighborhood safe for people who uh well, you know, young urban professionals, and mm-hmm. uh, now, now, now they're, they're 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 turning you know the, the you know the the the, 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 the silk screen, uh, studios and so on into into their their places of uh, restaurants and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's a you know everyone knows what gentrification is. So the thing is now, again, this is more anecdotal, more my, my I mean, there is a larger lesson here, but. Yes now now we we we're, we're threatened you know we have a lease which 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 goes up a certain you know mm-hmm. a rate that we we negotiated but but we I can see right now that we're not going to it's going to be very difficult to renew it so we're about halfway through that mm-hmm. so what i'm saying is because i have so much stuff here my life is so ingrained in every little you know uh knot and nail that mm-hmm. um that that, that, that that within it would take me a year to get out of here, let's face it. So I would really have to start thinking very, very seriously. But at the point I'm at right now, and again, this mm-hmm. is going to sound like I'm whining, but uh, I, uh, we're so desperate to pay our rent now is that basically, you know, I'm just scavenging, as I said about 10 minutes ago, films off the street, uh, you know, and just selling everything I can all the time. Now, certain films mm-hmm. I will sell, but like I say, there's so much... There's so much material of value on the streets here because again we have a culture of complete instant obsolescence. Uh, that 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 if you were really smart and recycled, that, that's an end in itself anyway. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you do it as a way to uh, to, to pay your rent, uh, uh, then the, the, then then like, I say you're working it the right way, and that's basically what I've. Between school jobs, kind of what I do is just you know sell whatever books, records, and films, and uh, and and seats in my theater. So when it comes right down, so I'm j- I'm just constantly I'm going to step that up. That's I guess the answer to the question mm-hmm. is that sooner or later I'm not going to be able to enjoy, the, especially the posi- the situation, the position I'm in. You know, I mean I'm in the center of the mission right now. You know, so the the whole. It's not in North Beach anymore. Again, this is a San Francisco-centric thing here. And if mm-hmm. you look at the the Radical Light, which is a great book and all the history of the 50s and 60s and all that was going on, the beats in the North Beach, well, no. You, I mean, that's just for tourists now. But, in fact, there's plenty of tourists in the mission now. So the point is there, if you're familiar with Northern California, you know that the mission has become this magnet, and, 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 and it's really, we're more or less the, the center of it when it comes right down to it. So, I, I, you know, it's fantastic as far as getting attention and all that, you know, and, but, and what do you call it? Uh, um, exposure. But, mm-hmm. but uh, sooner or later uh, somehow, a lot of this stuff has to be liquidated. <laughs> I don't know how. Craigslist, I guess. <laughs> eBay and so on and so forth.
0: Right, right, right. For people starting, you know, it might be a different vibe, but I think there are kids because especially technology with video projectors that are starting micro and doing oh. their own thing. I mean, do you have... Um, you know, not words of warning, but maybe advice. Like, what is is there anything people could look for? Should they try to be somewhat mobile, or is it more important to have a very concrete place that becomes well, a that's monument?
1: Those that, are good questions. And uh, but you know, say I wouldn't, I wouldn't say what the norm is. Don't you say I would right. say you respond to your situation. So, it, 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 as I said, as it turns out, we, we have we have uh, pride of place. We so, so our thing is all about is is about yeah. Uh, for example, there was a discussion when we were doing our lease so we would to move to some other place. I mean, we had this discussion, you know what I mean right. and we and it was happened to be on the second floor. see what I mean? so just for one second, you'd grok that it wouldn't work. I mean, surely we'd get one tenth of our audience you know and, we, and the point is that we have uh, the the, uh, the people in the street passing by, I mean just hundreds. You know, an hour, or uh, you know, you know, less than that, mm-hmm. and 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 people from the street come. And by the way, they don't drive their cars. They, of course, they can if they want. They wouldn't be able to find a place to park. But they walk here, or they have their skateboards, or they ride their bikes, and that's that's that. Or they take the bus or whatever. That that's the, that's the truth of the matter. I wouldn't want to worry about a, a, a parking lot. To be honest with, you. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a reasonable concern if you're in a larger institution. But right. that's um, that would be uh, something other than. A neighborhood uh, uh, micro cinema. So, so it, like I say, in, 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 if you're in the uh, excerpts or whatever, uh, you, then let's say in your case uh, you're talking about Tucson a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it, the distances are wider or whatever. Or in the south, it was in Raleigh, blah, blah. I mean, a million stories I could tell you. Depends on what you're where, where you are. Well, well, that you'll have to you have to scale it up or down depending on what you're doing. So th- this thing dev- found its own form within the, the the historical situation it's in. See, so it. it it 's an embodiment of that but but uh, if you 're starting out uh, if you don't need to be in the same place you can float the cinema Tech, for example, floats, and they're a much older organization than we are, but mm-hmm. I always thought that was a, a, a liability frankly mm-hmm. so so uh, if, if you're just doing small shows of this or that, go ahead and and, and float around but 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 then you, you won't be able to. Create momentum. The idea is to, to put out a poster. Same thing with flyers. Okay, you know, your punk band, you put up a bunch of flyers when they're torn down, you know, within an hour, and mm-hmm. uh, you, you, no one knows you're playing or whatever, you know. Uh, what I mean is, it's not a one-off kind of thing. I support this idea of making a longer calendar that everybody can have on their, their refrigerator and also keeping a, a you know, they they can look forward to to seeing their friends. They can look forward to the comfortable seat. You know, it's kind of a, like a I don't know, cozy kind of attitude kind of thing, mm-hmm. of of a micro cinema being established in a, in a venue, and um, and it's cheaper by the way to make a calendar like that, and of course have the website too. So I'm I go of an age where I'm actually arguing for a little bit more yeah formalization mm-hmm. of it, but I, I don't put down the the whatever the uh, you know the ad hoc or whatever thing. That's mm-hmm. fine, but. That's just one of a trillion different issues. It's not for me to just talk off the top of my head about microcinemas. The most important thing, or more important than that, is shorts, not features. In other words, just because you have a video projector, and by the way, like like you said, who doesn't? It, you can get, you mm-hmm. know, you, again, you could probably find one on the street now. It, it, you don't have a microcinema just because you put like a you know War of the Worlds on or something like that. You know, as much as I love War of the Worlds, but that's not it. the the The, the, the thing is, the thing is that's just a miniaturization of the theatrical experience we already have the, the idea is the other way around is artists coming together and sharing and showing work that in my case explores a theme doesn't have to be but from different from different points of view from what we call aspects or perspectives so there's this mm-hmm. prismatic thing that's the important thing is this refraction and this mirror kind of thing where we can all talk about these set of issues through animation or through uh, found footage or through uh, even live action or uh, computer generation uh, of uh, of uh, figures or, or text mm-hmm. or spoken word. It could be a performance thing. That's what excites me about a microcinema: is the human scale and the diversity of it rather than this uh, monolithic, you know, some older campy Hollywood film. Again, that's okay if you do that. There ain't mm-hmm. no law against it, but you're missing the whole point of bringing different uh, – Points of view together and to a synthesis of an unexpected mix, and um, then also there's the idea of the video projector itself. For example, I, I always my advice will always try to keep some, some analog on this thing. Now yeah. you might really think I'm old timey, but I'm telling you, <laughs> the film will draw way better than video. I happen to know that. Right. And film you can get for free. Like I say, you know, not, again, not every film is worth showing, but you can. You, there's so many films. Uh, around available and it, even libraries, uh, you know, make them available for free mm-hmm. or older things now. And people are banning them, and you can you can you can you can you know increase the size of your program. So it's not just all new things. Every year, as I was just saying to this woman who, who just bought some footage from me, the, you know, there's classes that come and have their show here, right in mm-hmm. the media Girl, which is great. But don't you see that's all just what they just made? See what I mean? So that represents the work of the semester, and that's fine. But how many of those works are going to be seen next semester? Say so what I'm saying is that's a use of the microcinema is a function of the consummating moment in a class. But the thing mm-hmm. is, I like this idea of not only drawing from different genres like animation, documentary, and, and, and narrative, but also this idea of, of drawing from different time periods. And so you also have this thing, this historical thing, and 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 that's why that's why just showing older films on video sometimes. Isn't as groovy as showing uh, films right. out of sixteen. And by the way, sixty millimeter projectors are just readily available. You can get a good sound one for seventy-five dollars. You know, in in two hours. So so don't give me the poo-poo about not getting projectors because I know that's a lie.
0: <laughs> it's true. Are you touring lately? What are you working on oh, these yeah. days?
1: Okay, again, this is a. You boy, you know, tears are in my eyes right now. You uh-huh. know, I'm, I can tell you what I'm working on in a second, but yeah. I, I haven't been doing a lot of that because, like I say, it, it's kind of a. Uh, I don't know what would be the word treading water it's more like <laughs> yeah. going down the ship you know what I mean thrashing in the water well, I've been very active that's for right. sure but the point is that uh I have uh, been, just been a, a month on the road. You know, I, I went mm-hmm. to Winnipeg, you know, which where there's a fantastic little... That's a total little, what I'm trying to describe as kind of a micro-cinema thing. You know, it's called the Winnipeg Film Group. It is a non-profit. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you get some state money, but the thing is, yeah, it's, it's just... The s- size is so small, and they have classes there. They're all about 16, and, and, and there's a group that knows and recognizes each other, especially so far north, where it's frigid, half, you know, three months of the year. So they... That's a culture, you know. It's better than hockey. You know what I mean? Uh, not to put <laughs> hockey down. What I mean, it, it's people love it. They choose it. See, right? And so, and and and, and so that's about the third time I've been in Winnipeg. So after they taught this found footage class and then showed my own work, and then, uh, the, then I happened to give a keynote speech at, at the Ann Arbor Film Festival, which is uh, in its fiftieth uh, iteration. You know, mm-hmm. so again, that was just pure ecstasy for everybody. Everybody was just smiling, and you know, Bruce Bailey, Scott McDonald, you know. Uh, uh, Who's there? Uh, Mark Mackle hadn't walked into the joint, you know. Uh, and and I just – one person after the other, Pete Rose, uh, Peter Rose, Categaris. I mean, again, I'm just dropping names. So the point yeah. is I, you, you just look around. So there was like that was on high, the, you know, the celebration of, the, of this real – what would be the word uh, – flagship of the uh, experimental movement, you know, that has survived and prospered and it was – I would go down to history because, you know, they really pulled the stops out. So then I, again, I did the thing in Ann Arbor because, uh, you know, again, I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. And here you go. And because it was the 50th, they sprinkled in shows that had, screen there earlier which just a genius idea and and in fact they 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 knew i was going to be there so they selected one of mine so actually okay. i was screened there and it wasn't a competition no but i was right next to david sherman who a great maker and by the way close to tucson mm-hmm. speaking of which and uh who who uh you know we're also showing here you know and, and so on and so forth so there there you go so the community came together again and and um And then after that, uh, uh, well, there's a guy, basically, uh, his name is Marcus, in Atlanta, who loved the the cinema idea. This is typical of the micro-cinema, whatever you call it, uh, you know, phenomenon now. Uh, So much, he said, we'll do it in Atlanta. And and so I was guest of those guys. That's Mm -hmm. contraband cinema. And then finally, I just went to Colorado, you know, again, for another guy. Uh, who is kind of does a micro it's called freeform Film Festival mm-hmm. okay, coming out of Utah, which is kind of a you know uh, underserved area, but now teaches at Denver University, so I was able to do things at Boulder and in Denver and at Denver user so you know what there's enough action where especially if you can play the school thing you can show in the community you know in a gallery and you can also show in in the academy itself and 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 so th- that Kept me real busy and all helped pay the rent. Blah blah blah. That's what you call just working tour and filmmaker, which is right. very much a part of my own tradition and also part of the micro cinema thing. Because what fuels micro cinemas is not just. Like I work off the shelf. No, it really has to do with bodies, warm bodies coming through because there's massive people, you know, on on the road right now. You mm-hmm. know, coming just like again the the kind of the punk rock metaphor, you know, in the van or on the bus. As a matter of fact, was, I traveled in Greyhound bus when I was in Ohio, you know, and and and, and then a couple of days and then moving on. So that has been my thing for the last say four months. But generally, I'm, I'm teaching at UC Davis, but mm-hmm. that's not happening till for another month or so. So in the meantime, I just took it on the road. I was invited. The long-term, to answer the second part of your question, uh, mm-hmm. par, of, which is way down the road, is is a piece that really about the subculture of France. Now, why France? Well, I, I made this movie, Machapamu, which is really about the subculture of Los Angeles in the post-war era. So I like this idea. And so, uh, again, history, which is just absolutely crucial to all my... Some mm-hmm. of my work, and you know and and recovering especially alternative history quote unquote but but in, in the case of uh, so so it 's not just about some super uh, star you know what do you call it biopic on some interesting guy i mean that 's okay it 's a way to make a movie, but ultimately it 's going to reduce the focus to that guy or woman for that matter, but the thing is I like the idea of, of opening it up and using the, the 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 human whatever the life as a again, uh, bounce off of and talk about the, the culture generally, the cultural mm-hmm. moment, the milieu, the milieu. So in this case, and this is all I'm going to say about it because it's so far down the road, is that for me, again, you could actually say it's an autobiography just like my last film was because my father ended up working for Aerojet, which was the company made, started by Jack Parsons, okay? If you know anything about the Moo story, but if not, don't worry about it. But the thing is, in this case, the the really the texts that made the most difference in my life, I mean, of course, there's no absolute last answer, but would be, uh, you know, uh, Naked Lunch by William Burroughs and Society of the Spectacle, you know, by, by Guy Debord. Okay, again, you could name 12, you know, you could name 112 books, but there's no doubt about it that in terms of my generation, it just absolutely, you know, uh, really uh, flopped the world upside down, you know, changed the paradigm, major shift. ship. So, so, what was so good about those? Well, again, it's a the raw imagination, especially of Burroughs and the politics of Debord, but but the fact is a kind of a collage style. So so in fact, it's 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 not just the 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 the, the issues or topics or the points made. It's really about the again the sensibility, mm-hmm. and the way that the 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 writer the author takes the creative agency, his or her and. And, and represents the world, which is collage, which is exactly the way I look at the world. In fact, mm-hmm. not just me, but, I mean, a lot of people. Again, you don't have to be a collage artist uh, in, in a, to be to be a great maker, but I'm just saying it's the one that I feel that's, you know, uh, the the form that, that I naturally gravitate to. So, mm-hmm. these guys were writers, by the way, even though, of course, Debord made some movies, sure. But the thing is, so, in don't you see the idea of collage moving into uh, from cinema and literature and then basically collectively blowing the minds of the you know the last half of the 20th century and that these guys their lived experience was actually you know a mile from each other for the 5 years in which these these texts were getting out in the world you know what i mean mm-hmm. so I mean, it sounds like a coincidence. And in other words, it's just enough, like a fission kind of thing, bringing these two pieces of uranium close together where there's a lot of heat and there's a lot of light there, just just to have these figures. So it's ultimately not about Burroughs because there's been plenty of movies made about Burroughs, but the the, the fact that this meeting of these two subcultures, post-war subcultures, in the case of the Beats, Americans, in the case of the situations, uh, living together, and coming together and not necessarily harmoniously there's a lot going on mm-hmm. in in the uh uh the left bank in in this period kind of just before the 60s, you know, let's say 1957 to 62, an extremely fertile period. So mm-hmm. basically all those things are bound up in that, the, uh, the 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 left bank, psychogeography, the alternative literature, experimental literature, uh, you know, the, the these Paris Review, all this kind of poetry, all the revolutionary time that pre-staged mm-hmm. the 60s, uh, sexual revolution, uh, you know, mass uh, you know mobilization. You know yeah. of people of workers and students and so on and so forth. I was just so rich, and I could I can I can tell this story about this again, this subcultural history through these guys who, in fact, happened to be there. See what I mean? And in other words, a true story. See what I mean? And and to to actually make a history, but not like again a biopic where you have the you know the, the still of the guy and then you know Ken, you know Ken Burns style. Again, not to put him down, but but the thing is. Another kind of thing where I could mm-hmm. make a puppet show out of it, a little bit more playful and using the imagination, you know, whatever. And, 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 and so to, to create a found footage, uh, maybe some live action as well, that's a budgetary thing, where I could, I could play out their ideas, see, the uh, the ideas of the time, yeah. of collage, of a citation, of quotation, of, of the spectacle, the idea of, of cutting the, 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 the ties of... What does Burroughs say? Uh, c- cut the ties of control, blah blah blah, uh, through collage and to cut up the idea, or even the dream machine—that whole thing in the Beat Hotel—and and, and all the stories you get about the situations, and 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 that this would this would constitute a- enough, you know what I mean? Not just again, not to focus energy on one superhero, but really a fission extrovert and throw the light out until all these changes that we were seeing in this postwar period. So anyway, that's that's the the so called invisible insurrection
0: as I call it
1: my next movie, but that's a long way down the line. Invisible insurrection.
0: Yeah. Well it's impossible to cover all the possible topics with you in mm-hmm. one sitting, Craig, but it is always enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So thank you for doing this.
1: All right, you're welcome.